A national embarrassment day, 381, Americans abandoned behind enemy lines, and everybody's, well, they've just given up, and, and they moved along, and they don't mention it ever. So sad. Um, as we get started today, there's a lot of news that is bothering me. I don't care about Joe Biden's primetime address on unity and the battle for the soul of our nation. It is a battle for the soul of our nation. Their radical climate cultists that are single-handedly destroying the economy of this country. They're weak on national security issues, and they're weak on borders. They've abandoned energy independence. We have a 40-year high of inflation. We have record high gas prices. All of it's self-induced, and nobody around the world has any respect for Joe Biden because they know he's a complete cognitive mess. He's a decrepit old you know, old guy that is, you know, befuddled every second, every minute, every hour of every day. It's unbelievable. Oh, so he's going to the same guy that labels half the country semi-fascist. Oh, OK. Let's talk about the battle for the soul of the country when you think half the country is semi-fascist because we actually like the policies that controlled our borders, uh, that drove record low unemployment for every demographic group in the country that made us energy independent for the first time in 75 years, that got us better and freer and fairer trade deals with every single country we deal with, including China, uh, a guy that actually was feared and respected by the most hostile actors on the world stage. Yeah, he was tough. Yeah, he put out mean tweets. Yeah, he sometimes said things that might have been deemed inappropriate by the woke of this country. They, w- they would always feign outrage. They weren't really outraged. I'll take that guy back any day than the mess that this created. And I don't really need to be lectured about unity and the, and the battle for the soul of America. Well, this is, this is an inflection point. This is a big tipping point election. And if the Democrats win, it means we're going to get more radical socialism and probably the biggest power grab in the history of this country we they already don't follow the laws of the land joe biden even nancy pelosi acknowledged he didn't have the right to just by executive fiat you know say okay we're gonna have student loan forgiveness interesting tidbit i found out today i didn't know before this if you get student loan forgiveness you're gonna be taxed as income you're going to have to pay taxes on the forgiveness that they're giving you. How interesting is that? And that means 40% of your money. If you live in a state like New York, that's 53% of the money of forgiven, for, forgiven money you're going to have to still pay. Uh, that's a little ironic to me. Uh, anyway, a number of things making me angry today. So whatever Joe has to say, it, this is all about the election. Just like student loan forgiveness, basically the... You know, uh oh, nobody wants to. We don't have a record to run on. Uh, let's try and bribe people and pay off the Student Loans uh, Election Act of 2022, because that's ostensibly what it is. But it's backfired like everything else, because everybody that has worked hard, paid their own student loans off, or people that work in the trades or fields where they didn't go to college, why are they being forced to pay for somebody else's college? You know, disproportionately, it's impacting and hurting. The poor, the middle class, a great article in the New York Post I'll get to later, how Hispanic Americans are livid about this. They only have about a 21%, and we're talking about new immigrants, 21% college graduation rate. And now these are people that work hard every day, and their money is going to go to pay for some 
kid's college that's making under 125 grand. Well, most kids out of college don't make 125 grand. And so they'll all be eligible. And as the Wharton business model pointed out, it's a trillion dollars worth of of taxpayer dollars that we're talking about. And today is day seven. And the White House still refuses to explain how they're going to pay for this student loan handout. All part of New Green Deal socialism, free health care, free pre-K, free child care, free government uh, job or guaranteed government job, guaranteed wage, guaranteed health care, gov- guaranteed retirement, guaranteed government healthy food. So if you can't get it done legislatively, we'll do it by executive fiat. You're not going to enforce the laws of the land. Everybody else would get arrested for human trafficking. Joe aids and abets the law breaking at our border every single day. Nobody seems to care. The only people that are taking note are people like the mayor of New York, Eric Adams, and Muriel uh, Bowser, the mayor of D.C., because Greg Abbott and the, and the single best political jujitsu move ever that I've seen in my lifetime said, fine, you want sanctuary status for all these illegals? I'll bust them up to you. And now they're struggling to pay for food and housing and health care and education for all the illegal immigrants that Joe is allowing into the country and not lifting a finger to enforce the laws of the land. It's unbelievable. But if you think that's bad, it gets worse. Joe Biden now is about to go into a deal with the mullahs in Iran, and it's going to be worse than the first deal that he and Obama did with the mullahs of Iran. And that is he's, he's going to rejoin this Iranian nuclear deal. And that means that'll free up billions of dollars for the mullahs of Iran so that they can build out and complete their nuclear weapons program, which married to their sick, twisted ideology of death to America, death to Israel, is an existential threat to the entire world. And everybody better understand that. This, this is allowing Iran to get rich again. This is Joe Biden's bailout of the Iranian mullahs plan. And anyway, it was written today, oilprice.com put an article out, I doubt many people picked up on it, that Iran is part of this deal. They're set to release 40 to 90 million barrels of oil as soon as the Biden nuclear deal is approved. 40 to 90 million barrels. You know what that's going to do? That's going to make Iran rich. Um, If America had half a brain with all that's happening in Western Europe, and talks about cold winters for five to 10 years out, we could be providing all of Western Europe with all of their energy needs. We've got hundreds of years of natural gas supplies, and we could take care of our allies so they're no longer dependent on the hostile actor that is Vladimir Putin. And we're too stupid to do it. We're too stupid to create high-paying career jobs for any American that would want one. You know, rather than making America the richest country on earth because of all of the natural resources we have been blessed with, no, we're going to import oil from Iran. We're going to beg OPEC. We're going to beg the Saudis. We'll send emissaries to Venezuela. And now Iran is part of this deal. Oh, they're going to release 40 to 90 million barrels of oil as soon as the nuclear deal is approved. That's scary. Another scary article I saw today in the Wall Street Journal. So we have been helping Ukraine. They're not fighting to win the war. We have not, Western Europe and the United States have not provided the weaponry for Zelensky to wipe out Putin. And as a result, it's quickly becoming what it normally becomes, a a predictable quagmire. At some point here, we're, we're throwing good money after bad. But it's gotten so bad 
that the Wall Street Journal is reporting some pretty alarming news that our own military is running out of ammo. Or as the Journal put it in their headline, Ukraine war is depleting U.S. ammunition stockpiles sparking Pentagon concern. I'd go into all the details of it, but the bottom line is now we're compromising our national security. You, that, that, that's a deal breaker for me. America's got to be on a high state of alert and readiness and preparedness because of all the hostile regimes that are taking advantage of the fact that Joe Biden is such a cognitive mess. This is why this is happening. This is what a weak presidency looks like. Now, I want to get to the issue of what we're learning as it relates to the Mar-a-Lago raid. And so we got this, this Washington Times. Later on, Kerry Pickett and Greg Jarrett will join us on it. The president's attorney, Alina Haba, and John Solomon also will join us today. But we were able to find out that this guy, Tim Tebow, like the quarterback, except not the quarterback, of course, um, is no longer with the FBI. Apparently, he's been on administrative leave for about a month Uh, We did reach out to the FBI for a statement. They declined to comment. Uh, But apparently this individual was escorted out on Friday by two or three other agents. And but this is not the first time this has happened. You might want to remember that the guy that's on MSDNC and fake news CNN every day, Peter Strzok, uh, was also once escorted out of the FBI, fired by the FBI for political bias. He's the guy that said, oh, we'll stop Donald Trump from ever becoming president. Uh, A week later, oh, I like the plan we laid out in Andy's office, but if that doesn't work, we have an insurance policy. That guy, he never was held accountable for abusing his power. Anyway, so they had the insurance policy. So it's, it's like this was Christopher Ray's big mission to restore the FBI to what it should be, which is the world's premier law enforcement agency in the world. I have respect for rank and file. I don't have respect for Christopher Ray not cleaning it up. And it's even worse than that. You know, Strzok gets a lucrative book deal, numerous appearances on TV. The and, and I predicted at the time, if they're not held accountable, these people will be emboldened and we'll see more and more of this. And this is what we're now fa- finding with the Mar-a-Lago raid. Despite, quote, heavy redactions from the DOJ and the affidavit, we could see that the FBI relied on news articles to justify their raid from fake news CBS. Are you kidding me? You know, this is what the FBI is now reduced to. Now, remember, this happened back in the in the Russia collusion issue with Christopher Steele, and they used articles and and comments of his to justify his dirty Russian dossier that his own subsource said was total BS and not true. I mean, you can't make it up. This raid, we now find out that uh, they not only took the president's passport, but they confiscated attorney-client privilege material. In other words, nobody knew what was in these boxes. And here's the strange part. If you go back to, what, February... And you look at the timeline, in February, the National Archives Record Administration, NARA, they thanked the Trump team for their cooperation in handing over the documents that they had requested. And then on June 3rd, the DOJ and FBI went to Mar-a-Lago to see what, what boxes might be remaining. They were escorted to the exact area where they were. They requested a padlock be put on it. The Trump team said absolutely, and they were told they can come back anytime they want and take whatever they want. 
I don't think Donald Trump was spending his days post-presidency going through boxes at Mar-a-Lago. He's got more important things to do, which brings us to this whole raid. And, and you know, remember, I, I, I just can't even believe it. The Wall Street Journal put it this way. The Mar-a-Lago affidavit, is that all there is? The redacted 38 pages add to the evidence that the FBI search was all about a dispute over documents with the National Archives? Well, don't forget the Presidential Records Act, which we have gone into great detail. Um, the GOJ seems to have no real case here. And now they're seized in as part of this, not only passports, but privileged documents from the president's home. And it's what I said in the beginning. This warrant was so broad that they could even go in, in Melania's closet and rifle through her clothing to see if there was anything there that they might be hiding. I mean, this is insanity. It's always been and remains a fishing expedition. It's such an embarrassment. That's how much they hate this guy. And these are the same people. Hillary Clinton deletes 33,000 emails, and she cleans her servers with bleach bits, which we'd never heard of. They destroyed devices with hammers. No penalty. That's not called obstruction. The FBI under Comey. As a matter of fact, no prosecutor would prosecute. You have Hunter Biden. We know that there is incriminating information about Joe and Hunter and crimes committed on that laptop. And this guy gets walked out because there's 20 some odd whistleblowers about to tell us, hopefully soon, that the FBI has been politicized and they've been told to stand down as it relates to Hunter. Just like they were standing down as it related to Hillary, which means we have a dual system of justice in this country. All right, in these tough economic times, you need to save money. One way to save money is we all we all have cell phones. Many of you cling to the big carriers. Why? I don't know, because you need to join the stampede. There's hundreds of thousands of us that have made the switch to Pure Talk because you get the same exact cell towers, same 5G network. You get the same number of bars on your phone. You keep your phone. You keep your phone number. And the great thing about Pure Talk is is the average family saves close to $1,000 a year, and many families are saving much, much more. And if you do it now, you'll get one month free, and you can make the switch in less than 10 minutes. Just dial pound 250, say the keyword save now. For the exact same service, you're saving a fortune. you got to find big ways to save money. This is one of them. Pound 250, keyword save now. I've made the switch. You need to make the switch as soon as possible, and you'll put that money in your pocket where it belongs.